0: Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing this morning? Great. That's good. That's good. Wow. I'm sure we're, we're, some of us may not be great this morning, and that is equally okay. But you are very, very welcome. It is good to see you. I, just, I wanted to start by sharing a story. Um, there was a guy who um, got up one morning. He went for a walk, and then he fell down a hole. And this was, it wasn't just one of the little potholes you see everywhere. This was a big hole and there was no way up. He couldn't kind of climb up on his own, okay? And so, um, so he sat there in the hole and suddenly he's aware of someone coming past and it's a doctor. So he calls up to the doctor to say, hey, can you help me get out of here? And so the doctor just, you know, scribbles a prescription, <laughs> drops it down in the hole and walks on. Then a little while later, he's like, "That doesn't help all that much." But you know, when he gets out, he might be able to use it. Um, Then a little while later, uh, there's a priest that walks past, and uh, he can tell it's a priest because he's you know got all the all the you know regalia on and everything, so he knows it's it knows it's a priest. And he says to the priest, "Hey, could you help me out? I'm really struggling down here. Could you help me get out of this hole?" And and the priest says. he starts praying he starts praying and and so he prays for him and then walks on but the guy's still in the hole and then a little while later he recognizes the sound of the voice of someone coming towards him and it's one of his friends and he says hey fred will you come down and help would you help me would you help me get out of this hole and then fred jumps into the hole with him and now they're both stuck in this hole (laughs) And the guy says, why did you jump in the hole with me? It's like, well, I've been in this hole before and I know the way out. So I'm going to be here with you. Okay, so I I, I tell you that story because I I feel like there's times in life where we feel like we can get by on our own. And then suddenly crisis hits. You know, maybe we don't find ourselves in a bottom of a hole physically, but metaphorically, that's what it's like. You know, maybe we're hit by a crisis, a loss of a job. You know, a loss of a loved one or a loss of our own health and, and um, uh, you know, independence. But the reality is that life is better when we're together with others. Whether we're single, married, young, old, we're designed to help each other navigate through the highs and lows of life. This morning, we're, we're continuing our series on Stand Firm, as Emilio mentioned earlier. As we go through Paul's letter of encouragement to the church in Ephesus. And that's, that's roughly kind of in modern day Turkey. So today we're going to look at the first half of Ephesians chapter 4. Um, but I'd love to pray for us because, you know, these are amazing words. And I'd love for them to take root in our heart today. So that's what I'm going to pray for us. Lord, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the Bible and I thank you that it speaks to us today. And so, Lord, I want to ask that the words that we read and the words that I share would help us to grow together, that you would help us to see things that we haven't seen before. Holy Spirit, come and fill us. Come and fill this room. Fill my words that we we would be changed people today. In the name of Jesus, amen. So the words are going to come up behind me. I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 4, the first 16 verses of that. So, as a prisoner for the Lord. So this is Paul writing, and he's just reminding us that he's in jail whilst he's writing this letter. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. This is why it says when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean? Except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. To prepare God's people for the works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of, of the Son of God. So I just, yeah. <laughs> just flipped a page and I missed a word. Um, Son of God, and become, and, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. as each part does its work. These are incredible words from Paul, aren't they? And as I read this, what what I'm drawn to is is, um, those words in verse 14. Paul talks about being tossed back and forth, blown here and there. I wonder if in life today you can relate to those words. Perhaps it sounds a little bit like your own life, as you perhaps feel the effects of an ongoing health problem. As you struggle perhaps to pay the bills and to put food on the table. Or as you wonder where God is as we hear yet another news report from the Middle East. You know, it's no wonder we often feel like we're being blown here and there. And yet there's good news in this passage. You see, Paul is telling us that it doesn't always have to be that way. As we grow in our faith. Maybe each time a a challenge comes at us, we're able to stand up for just a little bit longer, able to resist the temptation to give in or to hold our tongue for a minute longer. And each time that happens, I believe that's worth celebrating. And the more we grow, whilst our problems won't all just disappear, because we face problems in life, we face challenges in life, they might not just disappear, but neither will they knock us over as they come. So how do we deal with problems in life? Well, so Paul urges us to stand with others in order that we might grow. Maturity comes, he says, as we attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So in other words, our knowing that our identity and our purpose is in him. We grow in knowledge of the Son of God by absorbing his word the Bible each day, maybe by listening to sermons or listening to worship music, podcasts, yet we can't reach maturity on our own. We reach it with others as he keeps on repeating. In other words, what he's saying is, I I need you. I need all of you. You need me. We need each other. Simply, we are better together. So how do we live a life like that? what does this passage tell us about being better together? In verse 2, Paul encourages his readers to be completely humble and gentle, to be patient, humble, bearing with one another in love. In simpler terms, he's saying love one another. That's, that's a simple message in one sense, isn't it? Just to love one another now if we jump back to the Gospels, we, you know, with the books of Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we, we see recorded Jesus himself is asked, what is the greatest command? And what Jesus says is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with your strength and your mind. That's the first commandment. And then he says the second is a bit like it. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commands. So when Paul is saying, bear with one another in love, he's making that same point to us, to love one another. So what does that love look like? And I just want to share three very quick things from the passage that we've just read. And verse 2 starts with this idea of humility. Now, humility is not a virtue that was particularly admired when Paul was writing his letter, There were men of certain classes and backgrounds who really ruled the roost. You know, whilst perhaps lower class citizens and especially women were second class in that society. And you know, humility I think is something we still struggle with today. We can fall into the trap of either thinking too highly of ourselves... You know, we're encouraged to take what we're entitled to, you know, maybe we deserve that new car or that new meal or whatever it is, because you're worth it, regardless of how we might have treated people during the day. But often, I think many of us can fall into that opposite trap, where we think too lowly of ourselves. I believe many of us need to, to know today that we are children of God. We are created in the image of God, man and woman. You have meaning and significance. You have unique skills, gifts, and abilities that you bring to this world. I think we just need a proper understanding of who we are made to be in order that we can treat others in the way that they should be. So, C.S. Lewis, he's the guy that wrote The Line, The Witch in the Wardrobe, still, still up there, right? It's still one of those greatest books. He famously put it like this. He said, true humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. I'm going to repeat that just to, so it sinks in a bit more. But true humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Yeah? It's not letting ourselves be walked over. It's about laying down our own needs in order that we can lift others up. Now, the second way the passage shows us is by practicing patience. Who here is good at being patient? (laughs) Nobody. Great. (laughs) Now, I might come across to you sometimes as being quite calm and patient, and maybe often I am, but there are times at home, especially as a parent, that my patience gets tested, okay? There are times when I might raise my voice, There are times that I might react a little bit quicker than I might wish I would. And that, believe me, is not good for anybody. But what I've had to learn over these last two years, and and I think I've had this, you know, effectively, I had an extended lockdown where I couldn't really leave the house for over two years. Um, Now, the more that I chose to slow down in those moments, that I choose to prioritize God's presence by starting each day in prayer, in reflection, in listening, and in reading the Bible, guess what? You know, I found a way to be more patient. I found a way to be more kind and loving to those around me. Patience, I believe, even if we think it's far off, it's something that each of us can grow in as we become more Christ-like, as we spend more time in his presence. You know, when you're around somebody, you know, good or bad, their influence starts to rub off on you. So the more time we spend in God's presence, the more of his influence rubs off on us. Something we can all grow in and the third way is just by being honest with one another verse 14 says to tell us to, tells us to speak the truth in love and yet often we can't handle the truth being kind and loving is sometimes dealing out tough love it's, it's not just to anyone necessarily but to those that we are in relationship and those that are in, and those that give us permission it's a really helpful thing to just be able to speak truthfully to one another. What I'm not saying is please don't just go around and have a go at people because that's the opposite of the love that Paul is talking about. But we need to have relationships where we can be honest and truthful with one another. So to be better together, we choose to love one another in humility, patience, and in truthfulness. And we, we also, I believe, and this is what the passage is talking about a lot here, is that we embrace our differences. Now, in the past, I used to cycle a lot, but I haven't been able to do that over these last couple of years. Um, and now I have to make do with watching cycling on TV, and that might sound really dull to you, but it's, it's a great sport to watch. Um, now, I love this picture that I think Marie's <coughs> going to be able to pop up here. So these are two very different looking cyclists. They're both professionals. The one on the left is extremely light and is very good at climbing up hills very quickly, um, and mountains even. The one on the right is not so light, you might have picked that up, but he's extremely powerful, which means he can go very fast for a long time, um, so long as he doesn't have to go uphill. And each one of them, they're really very different in stature, and yet both of them have won an awful lot of races, and they're both highly valued members of the same team. And their teammates embrace their differences because they bring something different to the team around them. Now, Paul, in the passage that we've just read, he tells his, t- his readers, as we have said, to bear with one another in love. He then talks about keeping the unity of the Spirit, And I don't know if you picked up on this theme here, but there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to, one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. To each one of us, grace has been given to equip his people for works of service, so that we may together Build, up the, um, build one another up, the body of Christ, until we all reach unity. Do you see Paul's, what Paul's trying to get at here? We are one, we're the same, there is unity. We all have differences. But we are all highly valued members of the same team, regardless of the different strengths and the different things that we bring and the different way we are shaped. And so Paul urges his readers to make every effort to keep the unity, to embrace our differences. He doesn't just say, give it a go if you're having a good day. You know, if you didn't wake up out of bed the wrong, on the wrong side. He says, make every effort in every circumstance. Now, if you were here a couple of weeks ago, Emilio really helpfully shared um, on the subject of diversity. And, and I loved what he shared, you know, we, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he's sharing here, so apologies, Amelia, hopefully I haven't ruined it. But, you know, we don't just pretend that we're all the same. We embrace and we celebrate our differences as we come together. We're a church of over 45 different nations, of all ages, all demographics, And yet we worship together. We share communion together as we did this morning. We feed those in need as Bethan spoke about. We open the Bible together and we pray for one another together. Despite and yet embracing our differences. If that's not a glimpse of God's kingdom breaking in. If that's not a glimpse of heaven, I don't know what is. Every Sunday we see a little bit of that. As we embrace our differences, as we gather together There's nowhere else on earth quite like it where we get to experience this kind of thing. For all its flaws, the church is a beautiful thing. And this isn't a passive thing. You know, it's one of the things that's incredible about our church is that we all get to play our part. Paul talks in verses 11 to 12 about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers that equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And then in verse 16, he talks of the body joined and held together by ligaments, growing and building itself up in love as each part does its work. I love this idea of the church as a body. You know, it's a a picture that we see on a number of occasions through the New Testament. And what it means is that each one of us regardless of how often we put ourselves down each one of us has a role to play each one of us has skills and gifts that we bring to the party as we come together to be family together as we support one another as we hold one another up and as we grow we can and as we serve we grow and we connect with others Now, the way that we often talk about this at Riverside is by being part of a team. You know, it's one of the things that we get to all be a part of, is by being practically serving on a team, we get to serve one another. So the way that we do that is one week out of every four, we encourage everyone to be part of a team. That means three weeks out of the month, other people serve you. So it's quite a good deal. Yes, we have storehouse teams that Bethan talked about earlier. But for many of us, the easiest way to serve is here on a Sunday and perhaps welcoming people in the car park. You know, maybe Peter gave you a really warm welcome as you came past the car park this morning. You know, he, you know those kind of these guys do just such a great job. You know, people who are welcoming us as we walk into the foyer. Maybe you had a lovely cup of coffee. Someone made that for you this morning. Ian and Heather, thank you. And Josh, you guys were, you, you were, you were making us coffee this morning. Thank you. You know, maybe the, um, there's people that have put down the flyers on the seats. You know, people who have led us in worship this morning. The guys at the back, they like to hide at the back. They're the guys running the tech, and they're trying to... Oh, no, they're waving this morning. They're friendly this morning. Yeah, they're a friendly tech team at the back. And we've also got people looking after our kids and our young people this morning as well, um, as, as we're able to be in here together. Now, if you're not on a team already, we have, some, we have handily prepared some flyers for you that are, should be on your seats, and they look a little bit like this. So can, can, you just, can you just pick up one of those? Can you just wave them to me? Make sure... They are there. And what I'd love you to do right now, if you're not already part of a team, is to have a look at that. And just like, if you pop your details in there, we will help you to connect with a team. I know from personal experience, when I joined Riverside, it was one of the first things I did and one of the best ways that I got to connect with other people. It's a privilege to be able to serve, but also I got to know some other people and it's just a wonderful thing. So fill out your details on there and hold on to that for a minute. You can write during the sermon, it's all right, and um, we'll come back to that in a moment. Now before we kind of come into land, I just want to talk, um, I just go back to that story at the beginning. Do you remember the guy who'd fallen into the hole? I believe that each one of us need friends like his friend who would jump into the hole with us you know we we very simply we need others to help us to grow in our faith to help us when we're going through the highs of life and the, the lows of life as well so i wonder if you know who would jump in a hole with you in that moment who would you do do the same for as well the great author Maya Angelou put it like this she said we need joy as we need air we need love as we need water We need each other as we need the earth we share. We need each other. Now, the best way to do that at Riverside is by being part of a small group. You know, we want everyone who'd call Riverside Vineyard their home to be part of a smaller circle of people, a group of people who are doing life together, that meet together regularly, that journey with each other through the highs and lows of life. Um, and that can practically, you know, it's a really great way to just reach out to, to those around us. You know, if we go through different phases in life, and to have people to support us and love us through that is so important. I've seen small groups help people do life well here at Riverside in so many situations. I know personally, they've kept me going in times of frustration, kept me from loneliness sometimes, spurred me on in my faith. I've seen many countless groups rally around people who are sick, people who are going through relationship difficulties, meals when kids are born or being ill. And I've, I've had people come to, to us when we had our kids born saying, oh, man, I wish I was part of a church like that because no one else was looking out for them in the same way. You know, it's so important that we look out for one another in a practical way, and that's how we do pastoral support at Riverside. We're responsible for our own well-being, of course, but we need a bunch of people around us to help us, to do life well, to grow in the Bible together. So if you're not in a group, we've got some cards on the seats as well. and, and that's the wrong one, that's the Sunday one. There we go, so you can join a small group. There's those cards on your, on your seats as well. Could you just hold those up for me as well? Ola's got one, Glynis has got one, great, fantastic. So join a small group. If you're not part of a small group at the moment, can I urge you to fill out a card there and connect with a group. Now, Just this last week, we started a central small group running here at Riverside, and I just want to say you're really welcome to join us. It's a safe space, so it's just up in the room up there. It's not in someone else's home, which can be daunting. Um, If you need to bring your kids, you can do that as long as they've got something to keep them entertained. Um, but I was just blown away by the way that people were just able to open up Scripture together and just share something of where they were at in life. And it was a really lovely space just to be able to do that with a few others and to get to know a few people around the church. So I think we've got... Ba- have we got the baskets ready for anyone who's filled out those cards? I don't... Are we all right to just grab those baskets and just send them around and just... Um that'd be wonderful. So if you filled out a card just drop it in one of these as they go round. That would be amazing. Thank you. So yeah, if you're just looking to connect in, just take a moment to kind of, you know, fill that out, drop something in there as they go round. That'd be amazing. Wonderful. So I I just sense that for for some of us, we're at that kind of point in life where we know we need the support of others in our lives. We know we need others who are going to jump down into that hole alongside us. But equally, there are others of us who have been through stuff in life that have so much to share with those who, who, you know, maybe there are people who we need to jump in a hole with this morning. Not literally, that would be weird. But metaphorically, there are people we need to jump in alongside and just to be able to support and encourage and to build up. And, that, and to help other people to find their way out.